everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Smith & Hesson podcast. I'm Laura McGoldrick. Thank you so much for joining us. And I'm sure, like me, you're a little bit tired because we did stay up a little later to be watching that sensational Black Caps uh, versus India first test match over there uh, in India. And I tell you what, Ian Smith, Mike Hesson, I'll start with you, Smithy. Uh, what a great result for the Black Caps. I know it's a draw, and if you just read the scorecard alone, you'd go a draw. But actually, if you were watching it, you watched it right the way through, what a contest. Well, Laura, uh, in the end, yeah, I will say a terrific result and a great rear, rear guard action that had to happen. Um, so I'm happy with the outcome when it when it got to that point. Up until then, I, I have to say I, I wasn't that chuffed uh, with the way they went about that last day. Um, and um, throughout our conversation the next uh, 10 minutes or so about it, you'll probably hear why. I just... Um, I kind of figure we are, I look at it back now, uh, a few hours later, and I think to myself, we are the best test side in the world. Uh, we have nothing to hide from. Uh, we know how to play this game. We had an opportunity, I believe, um, at one point in that game to seriously look at winning it, and I don't think we ever did. Uh, so I think we might, even though we're still nil all on the ledger and we've got a chance to win the series in Mumbai starting uh, in a couple of days' time, I, I believe we may have let an opportunity go by that don't often present themselves in India. Hes, do you agree with that? Do you think Smithy's right there? We, we let a winning opportunity go by? Well, I think the test matches in India change so quickly. So, I mean, listening to, to what Kane said at the end, talked about the fact that, uh, you know, they were going to try and bat to at least the middle of the second session and then sort of reassess. And and I think, you know, having, having been over there and looked at the, the recent results, I mean, you lose the toss in India... Uh, 19 times since 2019, uh, sorry, since 2013, not one side has even drawn a test match that hasn't been rain affected. So that's the first draw since 2013 when the, side, the, the touring side has lost the toss. So it is an incredibly tough place to go, especially to bat on days four and five or to bat second and fourth. So I think that, you know, Smithy's right in terms of we earned the right to give ourselves a chance to win on the last day. Um, but I still think we had to build that partnership for another hour or so before we could, you know, push push our, our foot down, I guess, and go a little bit harder. And I guess once Tom got out, Tom Latham out, that little chop on off a, a pretty innocuous delivery, to start in that um, in those conditions on the last day when there was enough turn and bounce, it, it wasn't as, as extreme as we've seen it in the past, but it was certainly enough. And against Ashwin and Judasia and Axar, who's outstanding, you, there was always probably in the back of the mind where you're going, look, you know, wickets have lost in clumps this whole test match. Um, so we've got to set ourselves up where the last session we can try and push the win. Um, if you try and do it any earlier uh, and you lost those guys earlier, then you're asking the, the lower middle order to bat for longer. And we saw how tough it was. So, look, I agree with Smithy in terms of we earned the right to win it, but I, I don't think we did enough that last day to get ourselves to a point where we could push on. Well, let's start back at the beginning. And Smithy, I'll start with you. We were bowling first. Um, we, we talked a lot about the makeup of the side, who the who the bowlers would be. We had so many spillers, spinners in the ranks there. Uh, Ratchan Ravindra got his uh, debut call up. But let's talk about Tim Southey and Kyle Jameson. I want to talk about Tim Southey particularly because he bowled 50 overs in that test match. First innings, uh, he took uh, five for 69, and then it was uh, three for 75. Um, I read an article during the test match that said he would have to be the most underrated 
underrated, low-fuss player, athlete, we have mm. in New Zealand at the moment. Would you agree with that, knowing that you've watched the span of his career, you watched since he debuted when he was an 18-year-old, 19-year-old, to now? Do you think he's yeah. the most underrated athlete in New Zealand that just flies under the radar? Well, let me think about that for a second. Laurie, you've caught me by surprise. Um, I, 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 look, I don't think he's underrated in the areas that count for Tim Salvey. I don't think, for one, he's underrated by his teammates. He's certainly not underrated by uh, the opposition, and he's certainly not underrated by uh, selectors and, 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 and other people around him that are important to him. So uh, if, if that's what, uh, if you go looking for outside um, compliments all the time, you, you're clearly going to be disappointed uh, in most facets of life. Uh, he, he has been terrific. There's no doubt about that. I'll be the first to say I was uh, one of the first people that thought that they should play Wagner instead of him in this test. I thought Tim Southey's workloads throughout the T20 World Cup and those oppressive conditions had been high. Uh, I thought Wagner was perfect in terms of uh, his ability to slow the game down with his deliberate tactics, etc., which India would not like. Um, I thought there was a lot of ways to, to go with Wagner instead of Southey, but uh, he proved me wrong, and I'm happy to say that. I mean, he, he conclusively proved, proved me wrong. His performance along with uh, with uh, Jameson was absolutely outstanding, completely out-bowling the fast-bowling uh, counterparts that they had in India. So I don't have a problem with uh, Tim Southey um, uh, you know, and what he delivered for us in that test match at all. And over a long period of time, I, I don't have a, a, a problem with Tim Southey either. He's uh, probably at the moment as we speak, gone well past Bolt to be the second best bowler we've ever had uh, in this country. The other standard, of course, was Kyle Jameson, and that's one of your boys, uh, Mike Hesson, at, or was one of your boys. I don't think you retained him in that IPL. Um, but Kyle Jameson, he is now the fastest of 50 test wickets uh, for a Kiwi, beating Shane Bond uh, by a couple of test matches. He is quite something. Uh, a three for 40 and three for 91. What did you make of his performance, given he hasn't had a lot of cricket up until this point? Well, he hasn't had a lot of cricket and he's never played a test match in the subcontinent. So I thought it was a phenomenal performance. I mean, I think you can look at you can look at statistics and say, yes, Indian batsmen struggle from bowlers that have a really high release. And I mean, statistically, that's pretty obvious that you need to play a tall bowler at some stage to get bounce. But that's all very well. But if you haven't played in that type of heat on those conditions, um, you know, with a, a different ball than you're used to, all of those different variables, for Jamison to bowl as well as he did was exceptional. And, and I'll agree with um, with Smithy. I'm a massive Neil Wagner fan. Like uh, to be fair, I would play him anywhere because I think he he keeps running in. But the reality is, you've got to leave somebody out. And I think that that Saudi's record in Asia, averaging 21 with the ball for an overseas quick um, across 10 years of bowling in the subcontinent or over that, is phenomenal. So the fact they've gone with with Jamison, you can't disagree with that. Um, it's for me, it's whether they can get. Uh, Wagner into this lineup in Mumbai uh, because I think that um, you know our seam bowlers are as good as anyone in the world. In fact, they're they're top of the tree. So whether you want to play spinner, I'm just not so sure. You need three spin bowling options um, against an Indian lineup in an India, especially when your quicks are that good. And Jamison showed that, as I said, as long as he's fully fit again and he's able to back up, as I said, he'll get far more bounce than he got. Um, in camp or in Mumbai, so he could be a huge threat in the second test match. What did you make of our spinners, Smithy? Uh, Ajaz Patel, Rachin Ravindra, obviously on debut, as I mentioned before, and Will Somerville. Do you think they did enough to keep their places in this next uh, test match? No, it didn't in the sense that 
Um, you know, the game never got away on us. They didn't get plundered all around the park. Um, and, uh, you know, from where they'd come from, two of them in particular, without any um, match cricket uh, out in the middle, I, I, I thought you, that it's a little bit understandable. So I cut them a bit of slack there, but as a unit, pretty much ineffective compared to um, the very much more accomplished uh, trio that India have got. I think it's a, almost an unfair comparison. But for the job they are asked to do, and, and that is not to contain, was to get people out on a surface that uh, they believed would turn and give them assistance. It was a fail, wasn't it? I mean, if you look at it, um, two of them never got a wicket and the overs that they bowled, and the other guy bowled a lot of overs in Patel. Uh, to end up with, I think, three. I mean, without Salvi and Jameson, um, we would not be sitting here talking about a drawn test match at all. So, uh, no, I, I think they uh, they underperformed, but there are reasons why they underperformed. Uh, whether you say to them, right, you've had a game under your belt as a trio, uh, let's get to Mumbai and start all over again, I'm not sure. I, I'm absolutely not sure whether they, uh, whether they would do that and whether uh, the Wagner factor comes in uh, heavily over the top of uh, any one of those three for me. Will Somerville, though, did provide plenty with the bat, came in as a night watchman and then got 36 of 110 balls, and he certainly did a job. And it was he created, I guess, sort of helped uh, in, in a way to create that opportunity that, Smithy, you talked about earlier, of us potentially finding a way to find the win in this Test match. What did you make of that side of his game, Smithy? Oh, look, that's a bonus. That kind of thing is a, is a bonus for him to do that. Uh, that was outstanding what he what he uh, did in the first session yesterday, and and you don't you don't bank on that. Look, Kane Williamson wouldn't for one second have thought he could sit there with his pads on that whole first session. No way in the world against that bowling attack from India. Not a price. So, what he was able to do there was actually give uh, the New Zealand team a platform that they didn't expect, uh, and that's why I, I think there was three times in this Test match New Zealand set themselves up to win it. I thought when uh, Will Young and Tom Latham had made so much inroads without losing a wicket into India's first inning score, we had a chance to get a decent lead there. Uh, we didn't handle that situation. We had them five for 50 in the second innings. Uh, we let them off the hook there. That was another one. And again, at lunch yesterday or just after, when we had the chance to regroup, there was a situation uh, in the middle of the afternoon yesterday where we had eight wickets in hand and we had 180 runs to get and over 50 overs. Most times, you'd like the thought of that. Most times. Yeah, you absolutely would. And if you look at the scorecard uh, from, from yesterday, uh, Hess, you wouldn't be super pleased, I don't think, if you were Luke Ronke watching on there. But um, the bowlers at the end there, Ajaz Patel, or that I call him a bowler, but he is an all-rounder, Rachin Ravindra, um, amazing. A, a young boy on debut to stick it out there and hang on for that draw because I tell you what, uh, Ashwin and Jadeja, they were... They were it was, I would not, I could think of no place I would rather not be than right where those two batsmen were yesterday or early morning. Look, we've got some very good cricketers, uh, you know, right through the order, and I guess we expect them to, to apply themselves. And the likes of Somerville, you know, you talk about Ajaz Patel, I mean, Rachin Ravindra is very much a batting all rounder. Uh, they've got real capability and they've got real desire to, to apply themselves. Um, and I think the thing that, you know, over there is, it is your first 10 balls the hardest. And, you know, when you're facing those guys, it's if you can get yourself through that and you get yourself set, then you're the best person to do the job. And we say that in most places around, especially in Asia, where it is genuinely so hard. You go out to bat, you've got five people around the bat, you've got some that are sliding on straight, some that are spinning. Now, the only place you get equipped to that is actually by spending time out there. So the likes of Latham, who's able to spend, you know, 
significant amount of hours out there during that first test. Kane Williamson himself, uh, Will Young was exceptional um, in terms of how he went about his work. Uh, obviously, pretty luck, unlucky in the second uh, in the second innings. Um, but the, there's enough guys out there that got themselves starts and weren't quite able to go on uh, and make a really good contribution. And that would have got us ahead of the game in the first innings. And that was definitely the, the best chance, I think, for us to do that. Um, and it wasn't oppressive heat. You know, this time of year in India is not as bad as it, as it is at other times where, you know, you just run out of gas. I don't think that was the case in these instances. And the second part where Smithy talked about, you know, we're, we're with the ball, is I think that's where we really, we really missed that third seamer. You know, after Jamison uh, and Saudi had done that work, got India 5 for 50, we just went into a holding phase. You know, we just, the seamers had nothing left. And we just we just allowed them to bat for a long period of time. That's just because that's the resources that we had. Uh, it wasn't like Kane could have you know kept bowling the seamers for an endless period of time. But uh, that was the yeah that was the bit that we needed to just uh, yeah, have that extra resource. Smithy Will Young, 89 of 214 balls in that first innings, his first Test match uh, in India. Um, he was unlucky, as he's mentioned there in the second innings. But did you did you like what what you saw? Because that innings for me, he just looked so assured and so confident uh, in very unfamiliar um, uh, territory, I guess, over in India. And I just there was something about it. I, I watched him, and it was easy. It was a very easy watch. He didn't look uncomfortable at any point. I didn't think. I think easy is a good word because uh, he made it look easy in that first innings when he was there. Um, you know, he, he looked compact. He looked assured. He didn't look intimidated by players around the crease. Really good signs there. Uh, built on what he'd done um, in the test match in England. Uh, he's good. I mean, he, he is, we were really good at, in, in that area uh, with a backup player of his capabilities. You put Conway back in there when they get home and all of a sudden, you know, this is some special uh, top six or seven that we've got floating around the scene. Uh, I like what I saw in Will Young. I, I just I just like the, the way he looked out there in the middle. And uh, I like the look of his defence as well, which is hugely important. So, uh, he, and let's not forget, um, he made, uh, along with Latham, uh, a big mistake in the second innings. He wasn't even out in the second innings. That ball's nowhere near the league stump. So if he's learnt anything out from uh, this whole thing, is to back yourself and back your position in the side uh, to... To have a fly, if you get that situation in the bat and you're batting top at the order and you believe there's genuine doubt, um, take that option. You're good enough, Will Young, to use it up. Hess, were there any red flags uh, from the New Zealand side for you? Any any concerns you have going into the second test? Uh, I just think for me it's just the balance. And it, it's whether... Um, yeah, it's, it's what New Zealand's best bowling attack is to win the test match. So for me, I just hope they arrive in Mumbai, they look at the surface... I think it's going to be red soil. Uh, so red soil, there's generally a lot more bounce and more turn. Uh, we'll do it a little bit quicker, but there'll definitely be more bounce for all of the bowlers. And even from a batting point of view, you can score a lot quicker. So I just hope they look at that um, and they, they say, look, as well as Rachan Ravindra did, and, and I'm a massive fan of him, and I think he should play a huge part in New Zealand um, and could potentially even even be that spinner in New Zealand where we ask him to do a different role. Um, but do we need an extra seamer in that role? Uh, and if, if you don't do that, then as I said, you've got to make a, a call over, over which spinner you might leave out. So whatever it is, we can't look at, at, at what India do. We have to look at what our strengths are and how we can go about it. Uh, look, our middle order, I mean, Tom Blundell, for me, um, batted a long time. He looked settled. Um, he looked like he could stay there. But he needs to create and, and apply a little bit more pressure to the opposition. 
And I think that that's what you have to do and get that advantage. Otherwise, you're just a sitting duck. And, and that's what's going to happen throughout the Test match. Same with Henry Nichols. I mean, he hasn't played a huge amount in the subcontinent um, in recent times, obviously. Um, but those guys have to be proactive because once the ball gets to that point where it's going to hold in the surface and grip, if you're just going to sit there and defend, you're going to get it, you, the ball's going to have your number on it. So you've got to make things happen. And Smithy, for you going forward to Mumbai, anything you'd like to see? Any big changes in that lineup uh, from what he has just said about the about the conditions, perhaps in, in Mumbai? Well, I think what's got to happen is that the batsmen have got to trust their bats more than their pads, and that, that takes uh, a lot of the umpiring situation. If you're worried about that, out of control for a start. But what it also does is it demonstrates to the bowler that you're prepared to hit the ball, and if he makes a mistake, it's going to cost them a boundary with all those players around the bat. Uh, and Tom Blundell was the perfect example, as Hesse just said. He's a better player, uh, more aggressive player, better player. He played an out-of-character uh, test match role with the bat, I thought, uh, particularly in the first innings as well. Uh, and, and I just want to see uh, I want to see Taylor, I, I want to see Nichols, I want to see Blundell at 4, 5 and 6. I want them to apply the bat to the ball more often and not be afraid, not sit back. This is the last test. It's not a long series. Uh, you've got two more opportunities to be yourself, uh, and I think that involves... Uh, looking to dislodge those guys around the bat a little bit, uh, a, a little bit more readily, take some pressure off yourself in that regard, uh, and just make yourself feel better. I mean, you know, for me yesterday, if, if Ross Taylor had somehow had the confidence to come out and hit 30 or 40 yesterday, Ross Taylor going into the second Test match would have been a whole different proposition, and his 30 or 40 may have swayed the game in a favour that thought New Zealand West, we can win this game, they might have gone on to win it. That's the kind of innings you expect from a Ross Taylor in that situation. You know, um, it wasn't that long ago that in different conditions as well, but still difficult conditions, uh, Ross Taylor and Kane Williamson, through good batting and positive batting, uh, took India apart in a run chase at Southampton for us to win under pressure. OK, it wasn't a spinning situation, but it still was difficult batting conditions, and they took on the seamers much more so than they were prepared to take on the spinners in this respect. So... I think a mindset thing, a mindset thing amongst those four, five, and six for us is quite crucial. And on with Hess. Uh, somehow, Wagner has to play in Mumbai. India strengthened by Virat Kohli coming back into the side, Hess. And, and what do you think he'll bring? Now he's had a little break. I mean, he's ended his captaincy role within the T20 side. He'll be feeling a little more rested than he perhaps was right at that moment because they played a lot of cricket up into that T20 World Cup. Um, how do you think he's going to be coming out in Mumbai? Well, Indians love batting in Mumbai, um, and Virat Kohli is no different. Um, as I said, there's a bit more pace and a little bit more bounce in the surface, so uh, you get high value for your shots. He would definitely be refreshed. I mean, there's no doubt that uh, taking its toll six months on the road pretty much uh, on the bounce, so that affects everybody, especially when you've got that um, extra load of captaincy. So I expect him to bring that, um, that aggression that he brings uh, on the park. You know, it was, a, it was a lot more sedate out there, other than Ashwin, Ravi Ashwin, uh, challenging a few things at times uh, with all the umpires and, and trying to create a little bit of aggro. Uh, Virat will bring that intensity back. Uh, he'll bring an awful lot of intensity around the, uh, you know, around the, that five-meter circle around the batsman. Uh, and he'll also set more attacking fields and more random fields at times. So he won't let the game drift. So I think that's one thing that, um, that we'll see different. Uh, in this test match. And what do you expect from from India there, uh, Smithy? Because they were they were frustrated, you could see, that they couldn't get that final New Zealand wicket to get that first up win in this test series. Uh, I think you'll see a slightly more desperate side. 
uh, they know they left that ground. Uh, they they probably left that ground thinking, oh man, that was one that definitely got away. And why? I mean, it always happens for us. Why didn't it happen for us this time around? How did they possibly manage to get out of this? How do they survive? Um, they set, uh, you know, by Indian standards, quite a quite a gettable run chase. Uh, you know, he 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 lured the carrot in front of us, uh, Ajinka Rahani. I like his captaincy in that regard. He was prepared, it seemed almost, even though the odds were heavily in his favour at the time, he was prepared to lose, to win, until it got to the crunch when uh, it looked like he might not be able to pull it off. They'll be desperate. They'll be very, very desperate, India. Uh, they have to win this one. Uh, I think with Coley coming back, there'll be a, a, a much bigger crowd. I think uh, perhaps some of the Indian fans thought um, if they're prepared to rest three, four, five of their top-line players, why should we bother going? Uh, now that Coley comes back into the side, um, whether they um, draft anyone else, and I do not know uh, at this point, they might. It's, a, it's their prerogative playing at home. But I, I, I think that'll add to the atmosphere. There'll be a lot more pressure, a lot more urgency. We're going to have to go forward a notch uh, again this time around because they will pick it up. So uh, really interesting. I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, I don't quite know who left the ground happier the other night or who left the ground on top. Um, uh, I, I imagine we did, um, sneaking out of it. Um, but having said that, I would have thought there was a time when we were, as I said, with 50 overs in the bank, eight wickets in the bank, and only 180 to get. Ajinka Rahani might have been thinking about being a part of an Indian cricket history he didn't want to be part of. Well, that second test match happens on Friday, of course, all of it live and exclusive on Sky Sport. And what else is coming up this summer? The Ashes. And we have talked at length about that. Obviously, there's been a lot of changes with Tim Payne, the Australian captain, stepping down. And we talked about who should step in and who was going to, and you gentlemen both picked it. Of course, Pat Cummins is the new test captain of Australia, with Steve Smith um, being the vice captain, which a lot of people, a lot of former players, have come out and said they do not agree with Steve Smith having a senior... Uh, a role in this side, given the reasons that he didn't have one for the last wee while, were pretty valid. Um, Smithy, I'd, I'd love your take on this. I mean, I know um, the Chapel brothers, you know, they like to, they like to talk about uh, the game and they're very passionate about it, but I'm sort of inclined to agree on this occasion. I'm not sure Steve Smith has done enough to earn the right back to uh, have a leadership role within this side. Uh, Laura, so can I ask you, can I come back at you with, uh, with this one here? If, if, if Steve Smith scores a double hundred at the MCG, uh, would you stand and applaud him? Yes. Yes, because that's his performance on the field um, and he's done a great job. Anyone who scores a double hundred deserves your applause. So that's his performance under the baggy green cap and, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you're prepared to welcome him back and take his runs and take his performance... Uh, why is he not um, an alleged cheat then? I mean, why, why, why does that does affect, for me anyway, uh, him coming into a leadership role? I, I think if he's in the side, you use as, as, as one of his assets, his leadership, um, and I, I believe that's what they've got, they're going to do, and they've openly said that. Uh, if Pat Cummins pulls out uh, of a test match for any reason, medically or fatigue-wise, um, I think they've painted themselves into a bit of a a corner there where it can't, could get a bit nasty because, uh, ironically, they, they probably have to go with Smith. You can't bypass him in that situation. Um, so it, that would be interesting for me. I know there's a lot of old school guys, the Kim Hughes, the Ian Chapels, uh, even the Shane Warns, uh, who say, no way, uh, like once a cheat, always a cheat. Um, and they can't, uh, they can't stomach the situation.
Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit uh, betwixt and between here, but I, I just can't think you can celebrate him for doing great things for you and then still not uh, uh, respect the fact that he's a senior member of the side in that regard. But, I mean, I, then I throw back the David Warner thing. I mean, when he got he handed down his suspension, it was a suspension and he was never allowed to hold uh, a senior role, um, a leadership role within the side again. So... Uh, it is, it is a very interesting one, and Cricket Australia have found themselves in quite the predicament, and they have to deal with it now. Whatever comes out, whatever barrage from whomever um, has an issue with Steve Smith being vice-captain. Hess, if you were coach, how would you be feeling right now? I mean, this is not the kind of attention you'd be wanting as you head into this all-important Ashes series. Look, both sides have certainly got their off-field issues, haven't they? And, and I think that I mean, you go back to the names that Smithy mentioned around who are pretty strong and opinionated around, you know, calling Smith a cheat and so forth. I'm pretty sure all of those have had indiscretions throughout their careers or, or off, either on or off the field at times as well. So, you know, there are, there are, he, he's served his time as far as I'm concerned. He's, uh, you know, Steve Smith served his time. I see David Warner in a slightly different camp because he it wasn't a first strike. You know, everybody's in a slightly different boat in terms of how they're assessed and, and maybe they're their involvement in the, you know, the incident as well. So uh, for me, the most interesting part of this, Laura, was about this um, collaborative approach that uh, Pat Cummins and uh, Steve Smith are going to do in terms of leadership. And uh, that only time will tell how successful that is. And those two have played an awful lot of cricket together at New South Wales, um, not only for Australia. You know, they've sort of grown up, um, you know, playing a lot of first-class cricket, uh, spending a lot of time on the parks. So they obviously know each other very well. Pat Cummins basically said, I want Steve Smith as my vice-captain. Um, we've got complementary skills. He's going to run the cutter sometimes when I'm bowling and I'm concentrating on other things. Um, so if they think that that's going to work and they think the team will respond to that, um, then good luck to them. I mean, Pat Cummins, is a, he's a fantastic character. Um, you know, I haven't heard a bad word said about him, but, I mean, there's been a few other people around the world that would say the same about maybe a Tim Payne. Uh, a few years ago when he first got appointed as well. So, you know, it's really difficult when a spotlight comes on you like this um, and every single part of your life is, is going to be investigated. And uh, I just hope that, uh, you know, Pat Cummins uh, is true to himself and uh, allows his players to grow and he also allows Steve Smith to play a bit of a role and help him out because it's going to be a tough job. It's going to be a very interesting balance and one we all look forward to watching. Tim Payne has uh, since announced he is taking an indefinite break from cricket to focus on himself. Actually, he didn't announce it. His management did. Um, and I fear that may be the last we see of Tim Payne, uh, Smithy. But who takes the gloves in this Ashes then? Alex Carey? Well, it was Alex Carey for me. Uh, I've seen Alex Carey play quite a lot. And I just think he's, um, I think he's perfectly... Um, position to go in there. He's had a lot of international experience now, not in uh, so much in white ball, uh, red ball cricket, but he certainly knows what it's like to be on the big stage, and that's what the Ashes is. Uh, I think he's a fine batsman. I think his glove work is is, is, is really efficient, and, and I think he fits the bill. Having said that, uh, I'm starting to read a lot more about uh, this Yorkshireman who's now an Australian by the name of uh, Josh Ingalls. I, I think he's a, a big chance as well. Uh, you know, he had a terrific uh, year last year in the Sheffield Shield with the bat 300s. Uh, and uh, I see Ricky Ponting quoted as saying his glove work is silky. Haven't seen it, so I can't measure that. Uh, but uh, I'll take Ricky Ponting's word in, 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 the, back, in the fact that uh, he doesn't think he'd let Australia down. So it looks like it's a two-horse race for me, but I'd still give Kerry. He's been waiting longer, uh, and I think he's been performing well for Australia longer. 
I'd give him the nod if it was me. You would too, Hiss? Uh, no, I'll go for Inglis. I've seen a little bit of Inglis. Um, I agree, he's, he's waited, he's been there. It depends. If you get a bat at seven, I think you've got to be quite an explosive player. Um, and I think that's because you've gone but with Gilchrist and so forth before. Payne potentially wasn't that, but this guy's something special. And I think if he has five Ashes, uh, Ashes test matches, we'll see three or four innings of real substance. So, um, yeah, the, the keeping side, look, he's good. And, and obviously, Smithy will make that assessment as he, he sees him a bit more. I think he's pretty good with the gloves. Um, Kerry's obviously pretty solid as well. Uh, but I think with the bat, this guy, Inglis, is, is pretty special. Gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for your time today. Those ashes are coming up the 8th of December, all live and exclusive here on Sky Sport. The second Black Caps Test match versus India from Mumbai is also coming to you live on Sky Sport. We will see you then, guys. See you next week. Cheers. Thanks, Laura. Cheers, yes.